Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hello, hello. Today, we are talking about the UCLA Bruins. Last season, the Bruins finished third as a team, second on bars, and first in the nation on floor. The Bruins have been longtime fan favorites, and we can expect this season to be no different. With the loss of one of the top senior classes last season, the Bruins will be looking to add depth in their lineups and look for ways to build scores in order to continue to be competitive again this year. Do they have what it takes? We discuss. Before we get into our season preview, we just want to take a moment to thank all of our gold level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Cindy M, Bree C, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Caitlin P, Kristen R, Lori S, and Sabrina M. You guys are seriously so awesome. We appreciate your support more than you will ever know, and we have a lot of exciting things planned for the future that your monthly contributions will help with. So thank you again so, so much, and please enjoy today's episode. So we're excited this week to be talking about one of our favorite teams and also a fan favorite amongst the Gymtonite, and that is UCLA. So of course, UCLA most recently won the national championship in 2018. They're also 19-time Pac-12 champions. The last time they did it was in 2019, and they're gearing up for their second season with Chris Waller as the head coach. So I'm really sad to see the senior class from last season go because it's one of my favorite classes in all of NCAA gymnastics and honestly one of the most talented I think we've seen ever. Yes, I would say so. You know, you lose athletes like Kyla Ross and Madison Koshin, that's hard to replace. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a, I don't want to say a once in a lifetime, but you know, that's not, it's a rarity. That You don't mm-hmm. get that level of talent, world and Olympic level talent on your team, you know, every four years. Especially so. to have in the same class. You know, that's a huge thing to gain, and that's also a huge thing to lose. So UCLA is also losing Felicia Hano. She was a U.S. national team member. And then they had other gymnasts that weren't necessarily big names coming into UCLA, but they made quite a name for themselves while at UCLA. So Gracie Kramer, Grace Glenn. Then there was also Anna Glenn, who, you know, the Glenn sisters kind of struggled with injuries throughout their career. So they were on and off. We saw Grace mostly on beam. And of course, last season, she made history and was the first gymnast to score a perfect 10 in the leadoff spot on beam. So that's awesome. And then they also had Mercedes Sanchez. And we Real quickly, wanted to take a brief moment to address the passing of Mercedes' little brother, Liam. So Liam was two years old and he was battling leukemia and unfortunately lost his battle last week. Super, super devastating. I know the whole team and the whole gymnastics community really was, you know, coming together to support Mercedes and her family. And Which you love to see that. I mean, it's so... So incredibly heartbreaking to see any kid pass, to see anybody that you love pass away, but to have it be, you know, somebody who was only two years old and didn't even get to really experience life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's definitely sad. I feel for the whole UCLA community and um, it's nice to see them kind of, you know, rally behind her and her family and be there for her, even though she's not a part of UCLA's team anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, she transferred to San Jose State. So we're excited to see what she can do there hopefully this season. But um, definitely just wanted to, you know, take a moment to acknowledge the passing of Liam and to send our thoughts and prayers prayers to Mercedes family. So UCLA has three freshmen coming in this season and they have pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah, so I think that there's two athletes in particular that 
really are going to stand out for this class. And the first one is Frida Esparza. So she was an elite gymnast in the U.S. in 2016 and 2017. She's currently a Mexican national team member and she competed at the last two world championships. So definitely somebody who has that competition experience, that high level experience. Not quite a Kyla Ross or a Madison Koshin, but definitely somebody who can bring something of value to UCLA's mm-hmm. lineups this year. And I think UCLA is going to take all they can get this season. Another athlete that I expect to really step in right away and start making an impact on the lineups would be Shay Campbell. So she was a junior elite in 2016. She's actually the junior national vault champion, which we like totally forgot about. We actually Mm -hmm. had to look that up, but she's amazing on vault. I would say that's definitely one of her strongest events. She actually has a career high of a 10 from her J.O. career, and if you haven't seen her vaults, go look it up, because she can do a double, and she also has done a full in competition before, and both are very, very well done. She's also a three-time Nasty Cup qualifier, which obviously is a pretty big coveted competition for J.O. athletes, and then in her J.O. career, she was a three-time J.O. national qualifier. She was the J.O. national champion on vault and floor in 2015. She was also third in the all-around in 2015, and then as well in 2019. So a pretty accomplished athlete in her own right. And the final member of this UCLA freshman class is Sarah Julius. And she's someone that kind of surprised me. I saw a video that UCLA posted on their Instagram of her doing bars and it was beautiful. So I went and looked her up kind of expecting to see, you know, some sort of like big, like, was expecting maybe I was just sleeping on her like a little she's bit. A world, she's actually a world champion on bars. Right. But it turns out that she really doesn't have that much I don't want to say competitive experience because she was a level 10 for several years, but she doesn't really have any major, like, standout accomplishments. Her biggest accomplishment, I would say, was probably finishing 8th all around and 3rd on bars at regionals in 2019. So she's never even been to a J.O. National Championship. Mm -hmm. But, needless to say, I think we can expect big things from her this season. Yeah, UCLA is kind of known for having a lot of walk-on athletes and girls that aren't really big names coming in, but like we said with Gracie Kramer, sometimes an athlete can really shine in college and they really kind of get more comfortable and they find their true strengths when they're in college. So I'm excited to see her and we'll we'll talk about her a little bit later on as we get into our lineup predictions, but definitely looking forward to seeing this freshman class as a whole. And this freshman class was initially supposed to be a lot bigger than just three athletes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of another, you know, struggle that you say like, or a bummer, yeah, that they will have this season is they lose that massive senior class from last year who was so talented Mm -hmm. and they had a pretty stacked class originally scheduled to come in but with you know the coronavirus and the olympics and different deferments and there's just so many different things that happened to this class where it kind of just diminished down to three athletes Mm -hmm. yeah because i think at the start of the season or not the start of the season but like right when all the athletes were kind of coming back to campus everyone was expecting anna potterario and brooklyn moores both you know canadian world team members we were all expecting them to show up and compete this season for ucla and then kind of last minute they decided to defer and you know like Brittany said there's been so many other athletes that were kind of expected to come in this year but now that the Olympics were postponed it kind of threw a wrench in everyone's plans so everything's kind of getting screwed up now even in the college world because you have almost an entire freshman class that went peace out we'll see you next year right and it really is kind of unfortunate for UCLA I mean I kind of like to pull for I don't want to say the underdogs what am I trying to say they're not underdogs obviously it's UCLA but I do think this is going to be a 
tougher year for UCLA than we've seen in the last several years. They've been so dominant and so good, and I think that it's going to be a little bit tougher for them this season. So they're definitely going to be relying on the girls who have competed already and using their experience to contribute. And then also these freshmen, they're really going to be relying on them to step up and do whatever they can to bring in some scores that are going to compete with what they lost with that amazing senior class. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just get right into it. So this is our predictions on all four events. And again, we've said this in the past. If you've listened to our last season previews, we've done Alabama so far, University of Michigan, and most recently, University of Florida. These predictions are just kind of our opinions. So take it for what you will. Yeah, we really don't have any insider info unless we do an interview with, you know, a head coach or a gymnast, and then we kind of maybe use that information, but we don't have an interview for UCLA, mm-hmm. so we're basing this off of what we've seen in the preseason on Instagram or on TikTok, wherever they post videos, um, and then just what we know from last season. So starting off on vault, we have Miss Polina Trutz. <laughs> Second, we have Frida Esparza. Third, Margzetta Frazier. Fourth, Shay Campbell. Fifth, Kendall Poston. And sixth, Nia Dennis. Did you like the way I said Polina Trotz? I did. I'm like half annoyed with you, and I'm like, okay. The other half of me is like, whatever, you're fine. Sorry, I had to. I didn't even say it with like a German accent. I you just even said it with like some sort of like accent, and you're doing like hand motions as you say it. Uh, I love annoying Brittany whenever I can. <laughs> So Polina, she has a really nice fold that I think would be perfect for the leadoff spot for UCLA. She's gotten as high as 9925 in the past, which is pretty impressive considering the fold is only worth a 995. So that's yeah. a very minimal deduction. And she didn't really beat Vol a whole lot last season, but throughout her career, we've seen her be in the lineups and more consistently in the past, you know, back in like 2018 or 2019. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that she's capable of bringing a really big vault, especially in that leadoff position. You know she can go up and she can hit. And in college, obviously, it's all about the landings. And I think she has a track record of either sticking it or coming pretty close to sticking it. There was one point, it might have been her freshman year, I remember she was just like sticking it like me after me. It was like she was a stick machine. So that or it was like a really tiny hop. So I think she's really good and, you know, I, I expect her to be a contributor on vault this season and I think she makes sense in this lineup. Second up, we have Frida Esparza. I think she's another athlete that's great on this event. She's capable of doing a double. She also has a big full. More likely to see the full in college than the double, I would say. Yeah, I don't think her double is going to necessarily translate to college. I mean, who knows? Maybe down the line it could, but... I think her full is nice. It's explosive. Good landings on it from what we've seen. I think that's going to be the more likely route for her getting a good score in college. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. We haven't seen any videos of her, not to my knowledge at least, in preseason at UCLA on vault. So kind of keeping my eyes on that. We kind of went back and forth with whether we should put her in the lineup or somebody that has competed before, like, you know, maybe Nora Flatley or Sakai Wright or something like that. Which, but... What's going on with Sakai Wright? Does anyone know? Because... Last season, I feel like she I've out. seen her in videos, like in the background, mm-hmm. but I haven't actually seen her doing gymnastics in a long time. So last season, she was out because of academic reasons, and she was supposed to come back. But obviously, we all know what happened with that. You know, with the season, not with Sakai. We know we know what happened with the season. We know so. what happened with the world. <laughs> yeah. So. That's unfortunate, but I was kind of hoping that she'd be back this season, and I think UCLA is 
kind of needing some Tenno start values on Vol. Yeah. They have Kendall Poston, who's really the only definite Tenno start value right now. She does the front handspring, front pike half, and she's gotten as high as 99 on that in the past. And that vault's come, you know, a long way for her. Yeah. As she's, you know, progressed at UCLA, her vault has progressed as well. So I think that UCLA really is going to be looking to her to bring in a big score this season and maybe some help from some other people like Margzetta Frazier. She hasn't really done vault consistently at UCLA. She's capable of doing a double twist. Obviously hasn't done it yet. If she could pull out that vault, I think that that would be really good for UCLA. That'd be huge for them. But I also don't know if I see it, especially with her last season having some ankle issues. I don't know if she's going to go you know, all out this season and pull out the big tricks that she hasn't done yet in college. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And, you know, same thing with Nia Dennis. She is amazing on vault. She has, I would say, a perfect full. Mm-hmm. Truly, she goes in week in, week out, and her full is so consistent. She's gotten a perfect 995 before. She's capable of doing a double. But again, it's one of those athletes where if your full is so nice, so perfect, so consistent, is it worth it to really risk it and go for the higher difficulty? Mm-hmm. When you can go up and get almost a guaranteed 99 plus every single time with yeah. a full. That full was honestly, at this point in time, good enough to be the anchor mm-hmm. for UCLA. Oh, yeah. Which is surprising because it's only a full. And usually with a team that's a national championship contending team, you don't really expect to see a full as your anchor. You're expecting to see, you know, a full entourage of one and a half or at least ten of start values. Yeah. So that's where I think UCLA is going to be lacking a little bit this season. But I don't necessarily think it's the end of the world. I think, you know, from this lineup that we listed today... They're all amazing vaulters. They're amazing foals. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't mention Shay Campbell. Yeah, she's another one. Another really good foal, explosive. We said you know she can do a double. Who knows if we're gonna see a a lot of question marks for UCLA on this event. This is definitely one giant question mark for UCLA. As usual, though, I feel like UCLA is always just a question mark in general. Like mm-hmm. all the time, we're always questioning their lineup. And it's also a little bit sketchy that Nia Dennis just had surgery on her shoulder. So last season she was dealing with a torn labrum and finally had it. Soldier surgery. Did I say soldier <laughs> surgery? <laughs> she had soldier surgery. Uh. Me and Brittany cannot say, unless we're, like, going really slow and breaking it down. Shoulder. We struggle to say shoulder surgery. Shoulder sur- we, surgery. Soldier surgery. We always say soldier surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shoulder surgery. Nia Dennis had so... Oh, no. <laughs> so, just say it. Shoulder. <sighs> Deep breaths. Nia Dennis, you guys, had... Shoulder surgery. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there, now we can just edit this out and no one will ever know that you struggled. Uh, anyways, she's kind of a question mark this season in terms of what she's going to be able to do, how quickly she's going to come back. She is training. We've seen her doing beam and, you know, some A little bit here and there. Yeah, she's getting back in the swing of things. But it might be a while... Literally back in the swing of things. Like, literally back in the swing of things. I think it might be a while (laughs) until we see her really doing stuff that involves her shoulder. So, (laughs) sorry, now I'm looking at her making her laugh. (sighs) I think anything that involves her shoulder might be a little bit slow coming back. So, if she does get to a point where she's able to do, you know, floor and vault and stuff like that, which I think she will, I'm hopeful that she will, I don't know if this is going to be... 
the time for her to bring out a first time vault. You know, she hasn't done the double in college. I don't think that, you know, with everything that's going on with her, we're necessarily going to see it. But I'm also not going to like hope that she doesn't do it because I think that that would be amazing. Obviously, she's a senior and go out with a bang. And I think UCLA could really use it. Moving on to bars, we have Kalyani Steele, Shay Campbell, Sarah Ulias, Frida Esparza, Nora Flatley, and Marzetta Frazier. So I want to talk about Sarah Ulias a little bit. We we talked about her in the beginning, but I feel like she has so much potential on this event. And we, like, weren't expecting it mm-hmm. at all. No, and then UCLA posted this, like, super slow-mo video of her on bars, and I'm like, whoa. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. Like, toe point, spot on, handstand, spot on, huge height on her release move. She does a Jaeger, and it reminds me of Savannah Shane here from Florida. Very Savannah yeah. Shane here-esque. So she, she does the release, and then she has time to come down and catch the bar, which, I mean, not a lot of girls do it that way, so I personally love it. Yeah, great technique. And I I think I could see her getting a big score. I mean, obviously, I don't know how she is, you know, with consistency or nerves, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know much about her yet, but from what we have seen, I feel like she's really good, and you know, for college gymnastics, she has the potential to go out and get a huge score. Mm -hmm. She has great basics. She does. And, you know, I want to backtrack a little bit here. In the leadoff position, we have Kalyani Steele. She has a career high of a 9.925, and I would say she's a really steady competitor on this event from last season. Mm -hmm. She was pretty consistently in, like, the 9.8 range. Like, anywhere from a 9.8 to a 9.9 is what you can expect from her, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I think now that she has a year under her belt, we're hopefully going to see, like, bigger and better things from her. At least that's what I'm I'm hopeful for. Mm -hmm. And then we had Sarah Campbell second. Shay Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had um, Shay's evil sister, Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> it's because you were saying before that uh, Sarah Julius. Well, it's, to be honest, it's the fact that I jumped straight to Sarah Julius. Like, <laughs> I know. I didn't even want to talk about first or second. I know. Like, I'm Sarah Julius. You like literally went right into the middle of the lineup instead of just starting at the beginning. <laughs> I want to talk about Sarah Julius, okay? I and mean, hey, I don't blame you. But anyway, so Shay Campbell is what you were saying? Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Shay Campbell. She is, I would say Bars is probably her weakest event of the four, but definitely don't, like, take that to heart. Like, she's not weak on Bars. She's definitely someone that UCLA is going to use in their bar lineup. Mm-hmm. The one thing that me and Brittany were kind of like, meh, and this is just our personal opinion, she does a double front, which she does it pretty well, but... I just feel like double fronts are kind of hard to stick. I don't like double fronts in college. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't. Like, the two don't mix well. And because here's the thing. It's not just about landing it. It's about sticking it. Obviously, in college, you need to stick. Otherwise, you lose a tenth. And it's like, tenths really make a difference in college. So Oh, that could be, like, a meet right yeah, there? Yeah, that could be, like, you're at the Pac-12 championships. You're going against Utah, and it's neck and neck in the final rotation. And then you take a step, and boom. You know, that could be enough. So, not to say that she's not going to stick it. She actually, we watched... Her some videos of her on YouTube, and she's stuck it quite a bit. So it's not to say that she's not going to, but I personally am just voicing my opinion, okay? I don't like double front dismounts. And she's done that dismount throughout her entire career, both in Elite and in J.O., and so I just wonder if that's... Like, is she capable of doing a different dismount? Is mm-hmm. that the only thing she's working with? Like, I'll be interested to see that. Yeah, or it's maybe just what she's most comfortable doing, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I guess we'll be looking to see, you know, how consistently she can get that dismount now that she's in college. Because like we said, sticks, they really matter. So obviously, I already jumped the gun. I mentioned Sarah Julius already. She was third. And then fourth, we have Frida Esparza. I was 
you know, pleasantly surprised when I looked up some of her videos on YouTube, and she's pretty good on bars. I would say that's probably her best event. Mm-hmm. I know she said that's her best event, and that's the one event where she feels like she can contribute the most to UCLA's lineups is on bars. What I like about her routine prior to coming to college was just the variety of skills that she has. I mean, she has, like, so many skills to choose from, which is amazing. And her bar routine from 2019, she just, like, had, like... She every, kept it all in. She had, like, every variation of every skill, it seems like. So she had a pack salto as well as a pack full, which is a hard wash. And that's, you know, what former UCLA gymnast Pain Pain Lee did. So I don't think she's going to bring that to college. But, like, come on. She should do it once just as, like, a tribute to Pain Pain Lee. Or to Mohini Bahardwaj, who's also a UCLA. Oh, that. yeah. True. Duh. So, like, tributes to both of them. We love it. She also did a Maloney, which is a Toan Saposh, and then a Chow, which is a Staller Saposh, and then she also did a Staller Saposh half. And that, this was all one routine, guys. And then she also does a pretty nice double layout dismount, as well as she can do a full twisting double layout. So she has just, like, a plethora of skills that she can choose from. She can have, like, three different bar routines constructed and then just go with whatever one she's, like most consistent with, mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool thing, you know? Yeah. Just to uh, have so many different skill options to choose from. You, you can really play around with the composition of your routine and just really figure out, like, what's the most consistent and what's going to look the best and score the best. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we had Nora Flatley in fifth, and I like her on this event. I liked her on this event back when she was an elite, too. Um, the only thing I would say that's really kind of holding her back from getting a big score is her dismount. She sometimes does the full twist and double lay and doesn't consistently get the landing with that. Last season, she didn't even hit 9-9, so... Which is crazy to me. Like, mm-hmm. I could have sworn that she did. I mean, she has in her career before, but I just don't think, you know, with the dismount last season, when she was trying to pull out the full twist and double lay, she just wasn't consistently getting that landing. So that's hopefully something that they're going to take into consideration this season. And, you know, we saw a video of her very recently doing a double layout and stuck it. So I love her double layout. Mm-hmm. She has a beautiful double layout. Yeah, like perfectly straight body position in the air. It really is good as it gets. So kind of hoping that she goes back to that so that way she's a little bit more consistent and then she can be more of a force for UCLA and bars. Yeah, this she can be the bar queen that we all know she's capable of mm-hmm. being. And before, she was obviously competing with Kyla Ross and Madison Koshin for, um, you know, a spot later in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I think that now with those two athletes being gone, that kind of opens up room for other athletes to step up and kind of, you know, be the bar queen for the UCLA lineup. Yeah. And I think that Nora fits that bill. Marzetta Frazier, she's another athlete that's incredible on bars. Yeah. So last season, she didn't go below 9-9, which is amazing. She was injured for a couple meets of the season, and obviously the season ended up being canceled, so we didn't really get to see, you Her know... full potential. Yeah. As everything. an all-arounder, but I'm really hoping that this season might be Mars's year, and bars... It's so weird. I feel like Bars is maybe her best event in college, or at least as far as being consistent. I mean, she, like, rocks that bar routine every time. She does, yeah. And, you know, going back and watching her routines from Elite, she was a little bit wonky. Like, she wasn't the greatest on Bars, but then she got to UCLA, and I feel like her routine is really cleaned up. Mm -hmm. She's gotten consistent with it. She nails her landing every single time. She's confident. She goes up, and she delivers. Mm Mm-hmm. UCLA does have some other options on bars if need be. We talked about Nia Dennis having surgery on her shoulder recently, so I think that, you know, as long as she's feeling good, we can possibly see her in the bar lineup this season. 
Um, also, Savannah Coyman, she was someone that's done bars in the past. Not the most consistent. She's kind of hit or miss, up or down, but an option, you know, if UCLA needs someone to step in. And Nia Dennis in particular, she's someone that I really think we will see in this lineup. I hope we see her in this lineup because she's phenomenal on this event. Mm -hmm. So I would even hope that, you know, if one of these other athletes doesn't work in the lineup, that she can, you know, squeeze into that position and still bring in a big score for UCLA. So moving on to beam, we have Samantha Sakti in the leadoff position, Nia Dennis in second, Shea Campbell in third, Margzetta Frazier fourth, Nikki Shapiro fifth, and Nora Flatley in sixth. So this is an event that I feel is going to be pretty interesting for the Bruins this year, as Beam always is, but they're really going to be feeling the loss of that senior class that we keep mentioning really at every event. I think this event in particular is where those gaps in the lineups are most evident. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Grace Glenn earlier, you know, and how she got a 10 in the leadoff spot. And then to, you know, end off their lineup, they had Kyla Ross. Who was the 10 machine. Right. So they were really starting off and finishing with, like, some of the best beam workers in the nation. And now they don't have that. So this lineup doesn't quite feel the same as it did, you know, in seasons past. But I'm interested to see what they can do because they do have experience in their lineup. A lot of these girls, you know, have been in throughout their career, just not as consistently as someone like a Kyla Ross. Right, exactly. So I think Samantha Sakti, I like her in the leadoff position. Last year was her first year at UCLA and she came out the gates with a 995. So that was really, really impressive. She has a really nice layout layout series, which is pretty unique. Yeah, and she has just a few good scores kind of sprinkled in there. She wasn't necessarily the highest scoring routine week in, week out, but we know that's something that she's capable of doing and I'm hoping to really see her step it up again this year. Nia Dennis, of course, the big question mark. She's been in before. Not always the most consistent, but she actually does have a career high of 9975, which I think... We all, I I personally didn't remember yes, that. Yes, I think we all forget that. Um, Yeah, it just doesn't seem like, you know, her standout event. We talk about her on floor and fall, and, like, she's so good there, but I think she does have potential on beam. She kind of just needs to harness it in a little bit, so... And we'll see how the shoulder comes into play here. It's possible she could maybe find, you know, some skills that she doesn't need her shoulder as much for. But um, I think that they can definitely use her experience on this event. Yeah, and same thing with Margaretta Frazier. You know, she was somebody who we saw in the lineup three times last year. So I think we'll see more of her on this event this season. She has the confidence to her. And I think that she's capable of putting up a big score, having a nice, solid routine. We mm-hmm. just haven't seen it yet from her, but we know it's in there somewhere. And I really would like to see her doing all around the season. And Beam was the event where she was maybe the biggest question mark for making the lineup. But again, with UCLA having so much talent leaving the lineup, they really are going to want to take everything they can. And if there's a someone that does have, you know, that confidence or experience, they're going to try to use that to their advantage. Now... The back end of this lineup is kind of where things were a little bit tricky for us when we were making our, you know, pretend lineup here. We have Nikki Shapiro as the second to last person up, and we weren't really sure who to put up in this position. Mm -hmm. We have Nikki Shapiro because... She's solid. She has a career high of a 9925. And, you know, a lot of you probably already know this, but, you know, she took three years off from the sport, came back, and then was amazing last season. Mm -hmm. She's another person that I think is super confident on this event. You can count on her. I kind of view her as, like, the veteran. 
Yeah. Just because she is, you know, so much older than everybody else. And I feel like every time she needs to deliver, she does. So, and my favorite thing about Nikki is, of course, the one time, I think it was her her freshman year. Yeah, I believe. Um, when she, like, split the beam on her series <laughs> and she turned it into, like, a pose and totally, like, disguised it and covered it up. And, of course, it still counted as a fall, but, you know, props to her for being creative and trying to disguise it. I think it just goes to show you, though, like, what she's capable of. It's yeah. Like, even when she makes a mistake, she's still just gonna, like, roll with the punches and... There's still a part of her that's on enough to be, like... Whoops, I just made a mistake. Quick, cover it up. Yeah. And that's exactly what you need towards the end of your lineup. And I think that, you know, someone like Nikki Shapiro can go and set up someone like Nora Flatley to go up and get that 10 that UCLA is kind of lacking a little bit this year on this event. Mm -hmm. If anybody in this lineup can do it, it's going to be Nora. Yep. She was always known as a beam queen during her elite career. And she has been in college as well. You know, she has a career high of 995. And I think if she can, you know, stay confident and stay calm up there, you know, she could be knocking on the door of a 10 this season. Who knows? As potential options on this event, we have Frida Esparza and Emma Andres. Um, Frida, we had her in initially, and then we took her out, and then we put her back in, and then we took her out. So I don't know. We don't know what's going on with this beam lineup. I really think that you could take anybody out of this lineup and put somebody else in, and it would still be a solid lineup. Mm -hmm. And we've seen both Emma and Frida in preseason training videos, so it's good to know that they're working on this event, and, you know, who knows? We might see them, you know, throughout the season. It's more of like a depth person. Exactly. Wrapping it up with floor, we have Nora Flatley in the leadoff position, Frida Esparza second, Paulina Trotz in third, Shay Campbell in fourth, Margzetta Frazier in fifth, and Nia Dennis closing it out in sixth. As always, I think Floor is going to continue to be a fun event for UCLA. This is where they shine. They love to perform. And, you know, this is a good team on Floor. Nora Flatley is really growing on me on Floor. You know, she didn't really compete. I think she competed one routine her freshman year. And then last season, she was phenomenal. She has a career high of 995, and she was more of a consistent contributor in the lineup last season. And we loved her floor routine. I know. It was Super one of my... sassy. And... Yeah, it's just like totally her. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe lots it. It's of just per- her. Lots of personality in that routine. Frida Esparza, we weren't really sure. You know, would she be in the lineup? Would she not? You know, she actually has a double-double that she competes when she's, you know, doing elite. I don't think we're going to see that in college. It's not quite, you know, at the level that it needs to be. It's not as easy for her as it was for, say, you know, Michaela Skinner, who was doing the double-double in college, or even Shallon Olsen. So I'm not sure we're going to see that, but it is good to know that she's able to do such a big skill because then she can do something like a double-tuck you know, with ease. And regardless, she still has super clean, high tumbling. Mm. I do think that she makes sense in this lineup. Paulina Trotz, we have third. She's a little bit hit or miss on this event. You know, she has a career high of a 995, but again, you know, she's someone that she'll go up and she'll get a 995 one week, and then the next week she's down in like the 96 range. Mm-hmm. So consistency is going to be a key here for Paulina if she's going to want to consistently make this lineup. I'm excited to see Margzetta Frazier back on floor. We didn't really get to enjoy her on floor all season long last season like we'd hoped. I know. It's so... It's a criminal. Yeah. Her routines are always so much fun. She performs the heck out of it. We, You know, we talked about personality with Nora. Mars is also full of personality. Mars is personality, like, on steroids. <laughs> exactly. Like, as much personality as you could possibly have. That's a good way to describe it. So, she obviously has a big 
E tumbling pass, a tuck full line, a career high of 995. So she can do big things on this event. And I feel like she's probably going to be the next UCLA gymnast to go viral. She has to. I think we literally expected at this point. I think last season I kind of predicted her to be the next viral 14. And, you know, we didn't get to see her all season long. So that might have hurt her chances a little bit of becoming the next viral moment for UCLA. Obviously, it was Nia Dennis. But both phenomenal performers, amazing tumblers. And really the perfect one-two punch to have at the end of the lineup for UCLA because they're both, you know, huge performers and big tumblers and, you know, capable of bringing in that big score. Nia Dennis last season got 9975, so... And then, like you mentioned before, went viral. Right. She's... I would have no problem with her being the anchor. And she has, you know, several different tumbling passes that she can do. We've seen, you know, throughout her career at UCLA, she's played around with the Pike Full End, Arabian Double Front... Last season, she did a front handspring, front layout through to double back. So she has all kinds of stuff that she can do on floor, and it's really just a matter of what she's going to be most consistent with. And I feel like this is the event that UCLA is going to have the most depth on. They have Emma Andres, who competed last year. She's Mm -hmm. definitely still an option this year. Chloe Lashbrook, she was someone that was a pleasant surprise last season. She was really steady on this event, and she didn't go below a 9.825, which I thought was really impressive. Mm -hmm. And she went as high as 9.9. And she was really just in that range throughout the whole season. So, bro, really impressive. She was a freshman last year and really a powerful tumbler. And I feel like, you know, she's definitely someone that, you know, you can count on to go up and hit a routine because she did that all last season. Now, we haven't seen her in any of the preseason training videos, so I'm not sure, you know, what's going on there, if she's dealing with an injury or or what's happening there. But, um, you know, as long as all is well for her, I feel like she could definitely be an option in the floor lineup. And another person is um, Sakai Wright. Like, we haven't seen her do a routine in the lineup for UCLA. She's exhibition before, but I feel like she has so much potential, and especially coming into UCLA, I think she was highly anticipated, and just, we haven't got to see enough of her, I feel like, so I really would like to see her make the floor lineup, but again... You know, as we said on ball, not quite sure what's going on with her, if we're going to see her this season or not. Kind of keeping my fingers crossed there. And as a final option, we have Sam Sakti. She has a career high of a 9925. That was from when she was at William & Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen her, obviously, on floor at UCLA. Last year, there was just too much talent on the team, on floor, I would say. So this might be her chance to step up and really shine on this event. Mm -hmm. And I'd just like to point out, too, her freshman year, she started off at William & Mary, and she got a 9.925 on floor. And then her next year at UCLA, she opened with a 9.95 on beam. So it's kind of a theme, I feel like, where she starts off the season with a really, really big score. So who knows what she'll do this season. So overall, what are your thoughts on this UCLA team this season? I think, like we said in the beginning, they're definitely not going to be as strong as they were last season, and that was kind of to be expected. Like we said, you're losing Kyla Ross, Madison Koshin, Felicia Hano, Gracie Kramer, Grace Glenn. Like, you're losing so many girls that were bringing in, like, huge scores for the team, and you're also not getting the huge freshman class that you were originally planning on getting. So I do think UCLA is going to have to work really hard to overcome that challenge this season. And I do think that they're still going to be a top 10 team and definitely still in the mix as far as making it to nationals. But 
my hunch is that they're not going to be the same, you know, caliber team as we have seen in the last couple of years. And who knows? They could prove me wrong. And I'd love for them to prove me wrong. They're one of my favorite teams. So I'm not saying this because I don't like them or anything. I'm just, you know, going with my gut feeling here. But... I definitely think they have their work cut out for them. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so I I agree. I think that, like we mentioned before, I think Vault is going to be a pretty weak event for this team. I feel like they just don't have the 10 of start values that we're used to seeing from these top teams. You look at any other top team out there, and they have a majority lineup of 10 of start values. Yeah. They might have one, maybe two fulls in their lineup and UCLA at this point in time has a lineup full of fulls and then they have Kendall Post in with the yes. front pike half which is the only 10-0 start value at the moment I just feel like that's going to be the one event where they're gonna not have the scores that are competitive with other top teams in the nation and overall that's gonna bring their scores down and make them not as competitive and I will say you know last season they definitely had more 10 start values but their biggest issue there was the consistency with the landings so now you gotta factor in they're not only not having those 10 start values but that same problem exists where they also need to still be nailing those landings and are they gonna do that this season with their you know your tanko foals? I don't know. I guess we'll see. They do have a good lineup, so it's not that. It's just, like I said, they definitely have their work cut out for them in it's terms of... It's not the standard that we yeah, expect. They're definitely going to be trying to play catch-up, but they're going to be coming from behind, it almost feels like, which is funny because like, you wouldn't expect that from a team like UCLA, but I think they're definitely going to be... If, if they do anything at the end of the season, they're going to feel like more like the underdogs, if that makes sense. Yeah. With that being said, I think that on bars and floor, we can still expect a lot from this team. Mm -hmm. I think that those are two events where we still see that depth. They still have a few girls that are in the wings that you can put into the lineups and still have them get decent scores. Um, Not as strong as last season, for sure, but I definitely think that if we're going to talk about, you know, the strengths versus weaknesses, I think a definite strength for this team is going to be bars and floor and the depth that they have. And then, like we said on floor, I think that this is still a good floor lineup for them, and I still expect the same performance quality. I still expect them to be fan favorites on this event. And I think just as a whole, UCLA is just such a fun team to watch, and I still expect that from them this season. What do you think about, you know, if you had to give a prediction for their placement at the end of the season, what do you think? Do you think that they can still contend with Utah for the Pac-12 title? Oh, for sure. You know, nationals, what do you think about their chances? I definitely think they're still going to be, obviously, one of the top teams in the conference. UCLA and Utah have been back and forth for years, and I don't expect that to change this year. Um, As far as being in contention for a national title, I don't know if I see it this year. Mm -hmm. I think that... There's so many teams that are looking a lot stronger at this point in time. And again, we love UCLA. This is not a shading UCLA one bit. We love this team and I I root for them every year. Mm -hmm. And this year will be no different. But um, I think just with what we know about the freshmen coming in, the gymnasts that they lost, what we've seen so far in preseason, I just think that they're they're a little bit behind, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to, you know, only four teams making it in the finals at nationals, it's I gonna think, be tough. Yeah, I think it's gonna be hard for them to be a top four team this season. 
But nonetheless, this is still a team that I'm really excited to see this season, and I think they're still going to have a phenomenal season, even if they're not necessarily a top contender at this point in time for the national title. I still think that they're going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, and I think that we can expect them to get high scores. We can still expect them to... Put on a good show. Yeah, contend for the national title, contend for the Pac-12 title. UCLA has always been one of those teams that starts out slow and then kind of builds as the season goes on. Then towards the end of the season, you start seeing those high, you know, 197, almost 198 scores. And I definitely still think there's a possibility that that'll happen this season. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. We'll be back next week with another season preview, but you'll have to tune in to figure out who it is. We got a little bit thrown off with the Thanksgiving break, but we are in the process of trying to schedule a couple more interviews before the season begins, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And we hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we will see you next Monday. Bye! Bye!